This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. BFM 89.9, this is The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam. Malaysia saw her first actual Academy Award achievement after Michelle Yeoh's Best Actress Oscar for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once earlier this year. Before that, the closest we ever got to an Oscar was when the international visual effects studio Rhythm and Hues Malaysian branch was behind Ang Lee's Life of Pi's win in the visual effects category back in 2013. What we can be most proud of is the fact that the people at Rhythm and Hughes KL comprise almost entirely of Malaysians from local universities and colleges, a real testament to our homegrown talent. Boasting an impressive CV in creating animated 3D films and blockbuster animations, Any Monster Studios is also behind the very popular Bobo Boy franchise. And in the studio this morning is its Muso Kejahatan Kasih Kebenaran Papa Zola. Otherwise... Uh, apa Wahai anak-anak muda. Hi, Keith. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Nice. That's Nizam Razak. He's the CEO of Any Monster Studios. Also a voice actor as well. <laughs> yes, there we go. Let's start with the fact that Any Monster, the last Last time you guys were on BFM was when your co-founders, Anas, Aziz mm. and Ki Pin, they spoke to my colleagues. That was way back in 2015 and that's six years after you got your start. Yep. Uh, They're both in various managing roles in Monster today. Mm. Let's start with what the journey has been like so far. Uh, been very challenging and very exciting, especially after the pandemic. We started as a company that focusing on animation. We started with called Animonsta, but now we are only known as Monster. We dropped the anim- animation part your animation monster right so because we have understood that our business must go beyond just animation even though animation is part of our main businesses so we do toys right now we do uh, metaverse game as well and other services merchandising as merchandising well, yeah basically yeah. back then Anas and Yongpin acknowledged that competition was already very intense you guys stayed ahead of the game mm-hmm. by diversifying into, into other industries what has been the biggest challenge in doing something like that I, the biggest challenge, I think, is that we. It's very. Sometimes it can be very, very tough to convince partners to be on board with us. You know, okay. coming from a local company, you know that the brand of a local image was not that strong. But recently, we we look at, for example, the local box office. Right, you can see the local film is gaining a lot of uh, attention, <laughs> a lot of uh, good feedbacks, and then we can see our sales is going up, meaning the trust from the customer. Hence, also the trust from our partners, like retailers, you know, like our merchandisers, they, they start to building local content. So the toughest part is always convincing them. But now it's getting better and better. What's the competition like in your space? Competition, I would say, the competition amongst the local is not that intense, I would say, but more yeah. towards competing with other brands, you know, like the Western brand, Japanese brand, that is much, much tougher because they are more complete in that sense because they have the ecosystem, right? So yeah. you, you you watch their film, yes. you watch their TV series, you buy their merchandise, toys as well, they go into games. So for us as a brand, Monster, we have Boy Boy, we have Mekamato, we have Papa Pipi, to, in a way, fight against them, very established rent is very, they're very, very tough. What would you say would be the biggest entry barriers? Uh, I think we thought at first is production quality, 
right? But I think the biggest barrier is that going beyond animation. Like I said just now, you know, you cannot make money only selling content. We need to make money selling merchandise. But to sell merchandise, it's not enough that you produce your your own merchandise, right? That's already a, a tough challenge. But also to to distribute your merchandise. So so I think the barrier is over there. First is the belief of the the innovative broadcaster. Then the second one is the retailers. You know, those who are take our licensee. That's usually there's three hurdles over there. You know, I started the conversation talking about awards. Mm. I mean, how important is it to win awards and accolades? I mean, how does this translate to your bottom line? I think award is, of course, it's important. But in business sense, it's more about positioning, right? Uh, so if you got a, a prestigious award, it helps your your brand. For example, Mekamato, our second IP, we managed to get the Tokyo Anime Award Festival in Japan. Mm-hmm. So to get that award, first you need to air in Japan, in Japanese, and then you have to be voted and then you need to rally your, your fan base to win in that category, right? So we, we won the award. We, we also, Mekamato, uh, we got top five in MIPCOM, which is the largest uh, market in the world. It does help, okay. but I think more importantly, we need to focus on the brand image and our performance, like, you know, the, the storytelling, the characters must be loved, you know, the, the story must resonate with our audiences. I think that's more and more important. I think the award will come sooner or later. I want to go back into history a little bit. Back in 2009, Monster was any monster. It was yep. formed by you, Anas, Yongpin, and Safwan. You all were former staff at Las Copac, yep. the company behind the really popular Upin and Ipin, which was also your brainchild. Mm. I, I was wondering if you could just take me through what the departure, what was it like? Um very, very, very good experience in, in Las Copa, you know, because back then we believed that our local culture, right? So we want to create our own local culture, the setup in village, uh, twins, right? So at that, back then, before Open Ipin, we wanted to produce the first 3D animated feature film in Malaysia. Yeah. I think I would say even one of the first in South Asia, right? Because back, back then, only those who are in the Western space can really produce 3D animated feature film. So we thought that it's a very good uh, task and we actually started not during Las Copa time during our MMU times okay. multimedia university right so myself Cik Safwan and Cik Yompi is my junior uh, Cik Anais is my classmate yeah. and Puan Dani is my, my my classmate my wife right now and also Mr. Usama Mr. Usama is the one that uh, wow for my wow animation right now yes. Agent Ali so we started at MMU and then we we developed our own final year project the, only the four of us me, Safwan, Nazrul and uh, Usama and then at that point of time people actually love our final year project called Mr. Musta. Uh, 300 students and lecturers were entertained by this Missy Musta, right? Oh, yeah. So when we thought to ourselves, okay, if you can entertain 300 people, why not 30 million people one day? Why mm-hmm. not 300 million people, right? So from that idea, we actually uh, went and met with Tuan Haji Buhanuddin so, uh, to set up Les Kopak to create the first animated feature film. Then we created Upin and Ipin. But after four years, we believe that we need to venture more into to create our own superhero. That's why I left the company. Why? Was there any like uh, bad feeling like when you when you left? Because you are leaving a, a company, you started uh, an IP with them mm. and you're creating something new to compete with them. I, I mean, I, I don't, might not, would not have been happy, right? <laughs> I think competition, I think that's normal, right? So if you look at any companies, big companies, uh, even medium-sized company, we always have, we need to branch out, right? right? And there's always competition. But I believe 
Ball Boy, when we created Ball Boy, we created Mekamato. This is a superhero genre, right? Upipin is more like slice of life, daily. Yes. So I don't believe that it's a direct competition. But because of there's only a few, like Ball Boy, Upipin, Agent Ali. So it looks like a really intense competition, but I don't think so. If you look at the product that Ball Boy created, right? So these trading cards, the figurines. So it's not really what the other companies are doing as well. So it's not really that direct competition, I would say. Today, Monster is synonymous with Bobo Boy, which is now seen in over 50 countries, maybe more. more, more. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it spawned two movies and several TV series seasons. You can also catch them on Netflix. What would you say is the success uh, behind this character? I think when we f- when we started uh, the idea behind Bobo Boy, we wanted Bobo Boy to be a superhero for the kids, right? So because I, I grew up, I'm sure you as well, we grew up with the Western superheroes, right? Right. The Japanese superheroes, right? So, but when can we have our own superhero? So I thought to myself, you know, why don't we create our own superhero? But this superhero is not going to wear masks, you know. Uh, it's not going to be the adult superhero. It's more like a kid superhero so that the kids can relate to this superhero directly. But it's right? a bit like Astro Boy also, right? Yeah, 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 Astro Boy, the first anime, right? But yeah. that's that's very, very, that, that's the, the first anime, right? So we brought up with that kind of concept. So I, I watched Dragon Ball, uh-huh. I watched Doraemon, I can see the influence. So I, I thought to myself, why not we create a superhero that can actually resonate with the audience and then we can actually help the audience to gain something, you know? Entertainment is important, but the message behind the behind the show is also kind of important I as mean, well. content is key in, in mm. all this. I mean, how difficult was it to... Um, to look for creative talent in, in Malaysia? <laughs> uh, I would say, very, very good question, Keith. Uh, very difficult, I would say. But now we, because we started as an industry, right? So we, and our animation industry, we are more towards doing things for others at the beginning, right? So the Japanese also started like that. So we we can do beautiful animation. They outsource you Yeah, we outsource and we mm-hmm. need to do a lot of their works, right? And we're we, we surprised. There's a lot of good shows out there uh, by own. The IP is owned by other people, right? It's done in Malaysia. But when you go to create your own IP, this is where creativity comes into play, right? So we need to have creative people. I still write today. Yeah. Uh, I still um, direct as well. Uh, but we can see there are more and more people actually coming up with creativity right now. This is my also my feedback to the universities. You know, I told you universities, you, know, you you call your animation uh, degree program, right? Yeah. But it's not enough. You need to go into creativity. You cannot just do animation. Now there are a lot more creative courses, directing, writing. Back at, that, uh, back at my time, there's not so much on the creativity, but more on the technical side. So now from Bobo Boy, you have Mekamato, which I read that season three of the TV series and a sequel to the first Mekamato movie is coming out next year. Anything you can reveal to us? What the dates will be like? Okay, Mekamato, we are currently in, uh, we airing season, we already add season two. Mm-hmm. We are producing and uh, for season three. We already add the uh, Mekamato movie last year. So coming to Japan market, uh, Mekamato movie in Japan market, I think first quarter in Japan. Of course, the demand is there. So the demand for Mekamato, so we need to work on Mekamato movie two. It's slated for 2026. Uh, so we're going to have Papa movie first, mm-hmm. uh, so Papa Zola. So I'm, <laughs> I'm the writer. I also need to 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 voice, to, to, to voice it right, and then Boba Boy movie three, then Mekamoto movie two. Uh, in terms of 
Mekamato series, we do have Mekamato season 4 uh, into production pretty soon. On the breakfast grill this morning is Nizam Razak, the CEO of homegrown animation company Annie Monster Studios. On the other side of the break, we find out more about this business of show and whether or not it's something we can actually take to the bank as a career option. BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill. Brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Breakfast Grill, where we are having an animated conversation with the CEO mm. of Any Monster Studios, Nizam Razak. Nizam, I want to ask you about Maps Perak, mm. uh, the movie animation park studio of, of Perak. It opened in 2017, featured a whole host of DreamWorks IP, including Megamind as well as Bobo Boy. It closed two and a half years later because mm. of COVID. Today, the mapsperak.com website, when I look at it, it's not there anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what's, what's happened? Um, we were approached by the management uh, to to feature our IP over there, right? Yeah. So I think we have about five attractions over there and a lot of good feedback. Uh, they open uh, for quite some time and people really like the... the, the, the uh, rights or attraction related to Boy Boy. But I'm, it's very unfortunate, I think. It's a very good location. It's a very good initiative. But I think, uh, I'm not so sure about the inner management, but what I can say, COVID really hit them really, really hard. But my our experience into this team business, we are not the developer, right? So we just license. So we know that there's a demand for for local content. And the same reason why people watch local cartoons, the same reason why people want to experience extraction based on local yeah. characters, right? But it does come with a different business model altogether, right? So this is not content. This is about you know, tourism as well. This is about developing, I think, the whole city perhaps to support the, the theme park. But I think a lot of things changed because of COVID. What was Monster's involvement in Maps Pera? We are the licensor. So we are not involved in terms of development. We are mm-hmm. not involved in terms of planning. Uh, we license our characters out there. And then we develop content together with them for that particular rights or attraction. But the rights like the DreamWorks IP, that one is yeah. them with DreamWorks. I think there's also Smurf. Casper, uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Megamind. Yeah. Very exciting, yeah, you know, but we only involved in our side, on the content side, and quality, uh, QC and whatnot. So I'm curious now with all the lessons that you have learned from mm. it, and I've also read that Las Copac Studios, mm. where you guys were once with, they are planning to build a theme park in Cyberjaya that's targeted to open in 2025. Mm. Your thoughts on, the, on, on this and, you know, the fact that, first of all, we're Hadidin Razi, Laskopak's MD, he once said opening a theme park near Maps Perak was such a bad idea because it was out of town. Would this be something you might consider working with them with your IP? I think the first thing that if they open in Sabajaya, I'm going to be the first one that's going to line up, you know. I think it's very exciting to see your own character, you know, your own local character, right? And to, to line up as in to join to, with to, them? No, not meant to, to buy the tickets, All right? right? Okay. <laughs> but in terms of business, I think they have a, their own way of expanding their IP. But in terms of us, I don't think we are there yet in terms of Monster. Okay. I think we need more time. We look at Disney, for example, the first time they actually make uh, their own theme park is after maybe 
I don't know what, 30, 40 years after that. So, I and I think we need to go even further. You know, like, uh, that's why we are focusing on, for example, Mekamato, we go into Japan, we into, go into Korea. I think we need more fans. We need more people to know about our brands, not only in Malaysia, mm-hmm. not only from this region. Then only you can attract those people, you know, to come in. But this will take time. This will need our IP to be popular in those markets. Uh, this also need us to do more than just animation. Before the break, you told me that you're now known as Monster. Mm. You dropped the any mm. part of the any Monster mm. because you wanted to go beyond just animation. You did also mention that talent was a concern of yours. Mm. Mm. Are there thoughts of setting up maybe a training institute to tap local talent or to even work with a local institute of higher learning to unearth talent like this? Very good question. I think talent is, when we talk about our industry, our company specifically, right? So we need to make sure that we can secure our talents uh, in terms of animation, in terms of storytelling. But we don't have specific plan to mm-hmm. open our own academy. Of course, there are requests for us to do that. But I think more importantly, how do we work with the IPTA, you know, IPTS? You know, how do we actually help them to actually share our experience, you know, give our input so that they can actually come up with a better graduates that are ready in terms of creativity. I think that's our approach. We are working with them. I'm also a, an adjunct professor in MMU as yeah. well. And our company, usually we do, we do have internship. We do go to university to give talks, you know, but I think that there must be more closer relationship with the high learnings. How is AI, artificial intelligence, affecting your, your industry? Oh, very, very good question. I think AI is, for us, when we first heard about AI, I said to my team, you know, don't worry, AI won't go into creativity first, right? So mm-hmm. if you thought about AI, the last thing they were going to do is doing art. But you look at now, look at ChatGPT, you know, look at uh, called Del, Del E, I think, right yes. now. So you look at, they actually can go to write, you know, to do images, you know, do even moving pictures right now. So I'm very worried right now because we have to protect our local workforce, right? So it cannot be replaced. But we, we are run, we are a race against time right now to make sure that our team can in a way be compatible with AI because it's not going, AI won't go away, right? So how do we actually work with AI in that sense? I think that that's very, very challenging, not only in our industry. If AI can go into creative industry, mm-hmm. AI will go into every industry under the sun. So what are, what's your strategy for upskilling your, your creative talent? We are looking very closely. First, for example, like, you know, we, we have our own guideline, for example, in AI, right? Yeah. So you cannot use AI to replace human beings. That's very, very crucial, I think. That's very important in terms of creativity. You cannot, but AI should be used in terms of repetitive jobs. For example, that grammar check, you know, format check, that you can use AI, but never use AI to replace creativity. You know, for example, like, okay, make a plot, you know, you have to do the plot. Or do your voiceovers. Yeah, do voiceover. That's very, very uh, challenging, you know. So I thought to myself, okay, now the AI can actually take your voice sample and then be Papa Zola without me being there, right? So this is the sort of moral dilemma as well copyright dilemma as well, you know, legal as well. So I think we need to work closely so that we can actually adapt better and with regulation. Your three main movies, the two Bobo Boy ones and uh, Last Year's Mecha Mato, mm. they did really, really well. Good reviews. They also netted you guys more than 86 million ringgit and still counting. How is the TV series doing? How do you quantify the amount of money that's bringing in? TV series is very uh, different business from movie. Movie, you... 
you take bigger risks, right? So you make this movie and then hopefully <laughs> there's no big uh, competition at that point of time. There's no flight, there's no COVID, yeah. and then good review and then you can get collection. TV series is the marathon kind of business. Steady income, right? Steady okay. income. But the investment earlier is very, very huge in mm-hmm. that sense. And it, it is prolonged, you know, you need to do this TV series for one, two years, for one season. And then you must make money. Not, uh, now the content market is not paying that much because the, the media side, digital is disrupting, is still disrupting. So the advertisers is, doesn't pay that much in terms of the traditional media. So we need to adjust. We go into, we, we still have in the TV station, free TV. Yeah. We also go into OTT. But to offset our cost into producing the content, we need to go into merchandise. Yeah, how much, how much of your revenue is coming from merchandising? At least half, half right now. Half? Yeah. But merchandise is very difficult as well, you know, because merchandise, you need first you need to convince other people to do the product for you, right? And then you only take a little percentage of that. Okay. Second, that if you want to produce your own, first you need to really master the supply chain, you know, like all these material costs. We do it in Malaysia or Indonesia or China and then you need to distribute do you have a place to distribute it you know I still remember you know one of the I think flight I can't remember which year so there's a big flight over here right yeah. so our warehouse is full then our merchandise get wrecked <laughs> uh, and then we need to, uh, to we need to dispose some of our merchandises so this there's a different race Content is digital, yeah. right? So you don't have to store yeah. these things. It's in the cloud, but yeah. when you, yeah, in the, in the cloud, in your server, but when you go into merchandise, this is physical things, tangible things. If your product is not great, your TV series is not doing well, your movie is not doing great, then you're gonna end up with a lot of merchandises in your warehouse, you know, or in in the retail shelf. Then you need to go discount. So we are learning that, in a way, we're still doing well, but we have to be very careful on which part do we produce on our own and which part do we actually license to others. Nizam, I only have your financials as at the end of 2020, mm. and it's a bit confusing. I mm. mean, it shows a loss compared to the 11.5 million ringgit profit for 2019. Mm. Was it? all because of COVID and have you guys recovered? Are you profitable today? Yeah, yeah, we have recovered. Usually we get a big chunk of money when we have a movie a little year or previous year, right? So the movie collection will yeah. come after six months or whatnot. But we, then we need to reinvest again uh, into the production. So usually like one year we're doing okay then the next year we need to reinvest again. So that cycles is always like, like a wave in, in that sense. <laughs> Are there any plans to list now that you guys are in the clear? Um, not really. Um, we're being approached by a few parties. There are some from Singapore as well. Uh, there, are for, uh, there are some from outside of Malaysia as well. There are some from Malaysia as well. But for now, I think what we want to achieve, we don't need that injection yet because our business is more about content exposure first and mm-hmm. then we need to master how do we uh, license out how do we make more merchandise and then I think when we need to expand into other markets I think this is perhaps when we need it because in Malaysia in this region we have the home ground advantage right so yeah. you can make money uh, doing movie if I make movie every six months I can make money right but the challenge is that how do I make money in Japan how do I make money in Korea because this is not my home advantage in fact over there there's huge competition they have their own anime they have their own show this is where I think perhaps we need to we're trying smart partnership right now yeah but if we need money, it's doing that time because we, we need to fight in terms of marketing firepower. 
Nizam Razak, thank you very much for your insights and all the best in your quest for Malaysia's next Oscar. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. On the Breakfast Grill this morning, we were talking to the CEO of Any Monster Studios, Nizam Razak. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.